Welcome back to another episode of The Burn. Every single week, we fight to bring you stories of individuals just like you, digging down deep, trying to be their best, overcoming obstacles, fighting uncertainty, fears, and doubts. What you have to do is you have to rise up. You have to stay connected to The Burn. You've heard from celebrities, you've heard from entrepreneurs, you've heard from athletes, you've heard from individuals, their stories, fighting to rise up and connect to that burn. Sometimes we have to bring you a replay because the message was that important. And my conversation on the burn last year with Vaughn Kohler is so powerful that we wanted to have it run as a special rerun episode for you this week. Stay connected to your burn. Listen to Vaughn's words and choose to rise up even when the world tries to tell you that it's not your time. Welcome to the Burn Podcast with host Ben Newman, the show where we break down the drive of the world's top performers in sports and business to uncover that underlying burn that pushes them to perform at the highest level. Today's episode is brought to you by the Financial Advisor Academy and the Unrequired Coaching Program. To learn more, head over to thefinancialadvisoracademy.com. Now, here is your host, Ben Newman. Welcome back to The Burn. Many of you know, because we have so many individuals that follow both of us, that Vaughn Kohler is with us today. And what I'm super excited about when we think of The Burn and that underlying purpose, that, that, or that, that fire that fuels that purpose and that why every single day, is that Vaughn, through different transitions and periods of his life, that burn has remained so close to his faith in God. And I'm a very faithful guy as well, so I'm excited that we're going to go there in our conversation today. And I want to give you a little background of how Vaughn and I met, because it's a pretty interesting story. Vaughn actually reached out to me to interview me for a story. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty cool, because we went down to Bush Stadium at the time I was doing work for the front office for the Cardinals, and we took all these great pictures. And you wrote this unbelievable story, and there was going to be this big event. And then, then unfortunately... The magazine folded. (laughs) Magazine folds, and it never happens. And, you know, the interesting thing in life is, like, you know, most times in relationships like that, it'd be like, well, Vaughn, thanks a lot. That was great. Nice to know you. And (laughs) you move on. And Vaughn ends up calling and saying, hey, there's a guy named Andy Frisella here in town who I knew from Supplement Superstores and First Form and the things that they were doing and gave me an opportunity to go and meet Andy. And, you know, we built a friendship and I had the opportunity to be a co-host on the MFCEO Project podcast, which was unbelievable. Some of those episodes, they're like coming back now. We're bringing back the old episodes, episode 107, Win the Day. And there's just so many great memories that I have from us doing those podcasts with Andy. And yeah. so from you being a former pastor and now being here in St. Louis and, and also being a, a Kansas State grad, mm-hmm. so I know he's going to want to talk a lot about Kansas State football. We're going to have to go remind State. him that's not the purpose <laughs> of this show. Right. But uh, definitely go Wildcats. And I just I think about so many things that you've done and now what you're doing with Andy and your continued passion. You had me on your Bible study. It was one of the coolest yeah. things because so many times – corporately when I'm invited to speak you just part of your contracts is you don't talk about religion right and uh, this is our platform today yeah. so so we can you talk whatever, about whatever you want and uh, God or Kansas State <laughs> football two very similar things that's right <laughs> and so I think about you having me on your Bible study and mm-hmm. how cool it is that you decided to have that Bible study and to yeah. just keep your faith in front 
Yeah. And I, I know you have some fun nicknames, the Pastor of Disaster and Vaughn the Impaler. Andy but, likes to give me but lots you're, of <laughs> you're a strong man of faith, so uh, it's great to have a friend on here, somebody who's been able to do some fun things uh, professionally, but most importantly a friend. And I'm excited to hear about your burn and for you to just share your faith and to make a difference today with us. Thank you, Ben. I got to tell you, you know, our numbers of the podcast, I'll brag a little bit, they're always pretty good. But one of the guys that we hired lately, he's been doing these little uh, graphic motion things to, to promote old episodes. So we have more and more people who are saying, who's this Ben guy? He's <laughs> awesome. And then they're finding out about you and they're learning about your mental toughness and all the different things that you, you offer. And I, I think it's great. I think people are going old school. They're going back a couple years and they're discovering, wait a minute, there's this whole era of the MFCO project that I don't know anything about. So it's, it's fantastic and those were good times. So thank so, you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. I, I gotta tell you, the thing that excites me the most about the way that my life has unfolded in the last couple of years I grew up in a Christian home. I had an experience of, of uh, God very early on, put my faith in Christ early on. But what has happened over the, the last six years has been this really amazing, amazing conversion, convergence of what I would call faith and excellence. And what I, what I think is so incredible about um, my experience the last couple of years is that I've always been somebody who recognizes, you know, you gotta love God, you gotta love other people. But I don't know that I would say that my personal standards of like discipline and comp competition and focus and mental toughness and all that stuff, I don't know how sharp it's been uh, mm. my whole life. And I think God in his sovereignty and in his goodness said, I'm gonna put you in a place where I'm gonna take you who already say that you love me and you love other people, and I'm gonna put you in a crucible where you're learning how to be more driven and more competitive and, and stronger willed and, and, and bigger thinking and when I when I fuse that together that's how you're going to become the man that I want you to be and and it's been really amazing and you've been a huge example to me of somebody who combines faith and excellence and so I kind of consider that my calling and I certainly don't believe that I that I perfectly model that I've got a long way to go I told somebody the other day that the problem with working for Andy and being around first form it's kind of like the high school kid who's really good and then he goes off to play for Kansas or Kentucky or Duke, you're like, you feel like a walk-on because <laughs> everybody else's standards are so high, but, um, but it helps because it stretches me. So right now, like I, like my, my calling is just to, to try to show people that um, you can be a very, very strong person of faith. You can be, have a very strong faith and trust in Jesus. And that doesn't mean you're a pushover or you're, you don't have standards. But, it, but on the contrary, it means you want to be the best in everything you can possibly do. You want to be competitive. You want to have high standards. Um, I always like to point to people who don't have a lot of knowledge of Jesus. They think he's sort of just like Mr. Rogers or Bob Ross, you know? I mean, it's amazing. There are a lot of people that are like, oh yeah, Jesus, isn't he that nice guy in the cardigan? No, actually. Um, what they know about Jesus is that he loves people and he, he you know, says these great things about, you know, he has these parables and these teachings. Um, but when you look closer into the Gospels, you see that this is a guy that's not to be messed with. He knows how to take on the religious establishment. He, uh, when he encounters hypocrisy in the, in the temple, he literally gets a whip and chases people out of the temple. Um, there's all sorts of really, really um, amazing things about Jesus that, that kind of stretch our understanding of who he is. But uh, to me, the best, one of the best ways of describing it is 
you know, you have a nine-year-old daughter, I have little daughters. There's the children's book, The Chronicles of Narnia, and the main figure in that, in that book is, is Aslan. He's the great Lion King, and the children are going to meet him someday. And uh, as they're meeting him, they look and they talk to the Mr. and Mrs. Beaver, and they say, oh, we're meeting a lion. Is he safe? And the beaver's like, safe? Of course he's not safe, but he's good. And that's, to me, that's my vision of the way that Christians should be, that people of faith should be. They should be good people, but they're not safe. They're competitive. They're driven. They're excellent in everything they do. Which is, a lot of people think that it's the opposite. Yeah. But I'll, I'll share with you, so Will Compton, who was on MFC, yeah. you know, is another great episode. Go Big Red. I'm super excited about Scott Frost being the coach there, by the way. There's so many yeah. exciting things yeah. going on. See, you're trying to take me down, yeah. the, down, down <laughs> yeah. the football rabbit hole. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. I remember when it was my first time, because Will was the first professional athlete I ever worked with. So it's 2013. I've got to leave a pregame voicemail for him for his first ever preseason game. And I'm like, what am I supposed to say? So I call Aeneas Williams, Hall of Famer, yeah. pastor as well. Absolutely. I say, Aeneas, what do I say to this kid? And he says, just remind him that everything you need is already in you. Hmm. And it's such a faithful statement to me coming from a pastor, right? Yeah. Also a Hall of Famer who yeah. believes the same that we all have this greatness in us. It's your choice to go get it and to release it. Yeah. And isn't that what God wants us to do? He wants Absolutely. you to stay connected to that burn. He wants you to use it all up. Not, not, you don't go and idolize or try to become more important than God, but he wants you to be the best that you can be, right? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, I think the, the, one of the uh, quotes that I love the most is, when you are who you were meant to be, you will set the word on, world on fire. Excuse me, when you are who God meant you to be, you will set the world on fire. That's St. Catherine of Siena. And I think that, I think in, in the whole success and motivation space, there's a lot of talk about being the best version of yourself and you know, you wanna become, the, you wanna max out who you are and, and self-development. And I think that that can sometimes become trite or cliche. We're just, you know, I want to be a super winner. But I don't think people really understand we have a divine calling from God to become all that we were meant to be. It's, it's, not, it's not just something we do as a form of self-development or, or, or self-improvement. It is a divine calling. And we were responsible for making the most of our lives. And, and uh, I know... You know, you're all you're around people all, all the time that that are motivated to do that. But for me, um, my ultimate motivation to become all that I meant to be is to glorify God and to enjoy the happiness of serving Him. Mm. So it, it's uh, to me, it's I, I can't imagine thinking any other way. You know. So how has family mm -hmm. also connected to that burn? Right? Cause I know how much family means to you. Yeah. And I've watched you continue to grow this family over, over yeah. the years, which is exciting. Yeah, well. Uh, so how, how often, you know, in terms of your burn, so faith and family, because I know how much, I'm planting the question here for yeah. you. Yeah. Faith, and, faith and family, how, how much is that driving you every single day? Um, it drives me a lot, but maybe not in the way that, that people think. Um, I, I, unlike Jesus, I am not a sinless man. And you know, when I first got married, I thought I was kind of a good, good guy. I thought I, was, I had a lot of fine qualities. And marriage has been a very humbling thing. Mm. It's, uh, it's, it's good, but it's hard. And I've realized just, I've started to realize how selfish I am and how um, I don't always think of other people. I don't always think of my wife. I don't always think of my children first. And what, what marriage has done for me 
is that it's humbled me, but in humbling me, I've been able to see the ways that I can improve. And that's what it's taken to become the man I am now. Like, so for instance, I would say the marriage is very hard, but I'm a far better man than I am uh, now than I was, you know, seven years ago. Mm. And, and so what that has done is it's opened my eyes to just how important marriage and family is to a man because it can show you that, you know what, the world doesn't revolve around you. There are other people that have needs and they, de they depend on you and, and uh, you need to rise to the level and you need to, you need to you know, man up, you know, to, to use that, that phrase. And so um, I, you know, when I look at, I've got three little girls and uh, I'll, I'll just reveal it. We've got another one on the way. See, I do. <laughs> Always. So, uh, Congratulations. Well, actually, I don't know if this one's a girl. <laughs> I, I think it's a girl, but we got another one on the way. And yeah, you look around, and, and I'm just like anybody else, you know, any other father or mother. You look around, and you see you see a lot of good in the world, but you also see a lot of the the crisis that our world is in and the crazy stuff that our kids have to deal with that you and I didn't even have to deal with 20, 30 years ago. Um, and it's scary, but it's also a motivation to just say, all right, life is not a playground, all right? This is serious business, and I need to become who I'm meant to be for the sake of, not just to glorify God, but for the sake of my kids and for the sake of my wife. And so it's added a seriousness to me that I'm not sure I would have had if I wouldn't have been married or had kids. And, and I think part of um, that for you has come from, you spoke to it earlier, that environment that you're now in, yeah. right? So it's the marriage yeah. piece, it's the environment. So. Final question and thought, which I think will be really powerful. You know, 300 plus episodes now. Yeah. You have been exposed to literally some of the top performers in the world, let alone your work with Andy every single yeah. week, one of the top performers and thinkers in the world, and now Ed Milet being in that yeah. conversation and in your work together. Is there a commonality between these high performers of that, that burn, that underlying fire? Like, what would you say, if you were to say, gosh, there's something they all have in common, what would it be? All right. Well, you're going to have to bear with me, because I'm going to tell you a little story. So when I lived in Manhattan, Kansas, I got to watch a young man play football for four years in high school. And he was so good that I didn't think he was trying very hard. I thought, this kid doesn't have a work ethic. I was wrong. He was just so heads and shoulders above everybody else. He was, a, he was a, a man among boys. Well, he was recruited to Kansas State University by legendary coach Bill Snyder. And uh, he, this kid had played quarterback in high school. But Snyder wanted him to play defensive back. And people were like, what, are you crazy? That's, that's crazy. And then eventually Snyder said, no, I don't want you to play defensive back. I want you to play, uh, I want you to play wide receiver. We'd never played it before. But found out from the paper that when he went in to see Snyder, they had the talk, and so somebody, somebody said to this young man, he says, so what did you say to Coach Snyder when he said, I want you to play wide receiver? He said, I said, yes, sir. And he ended up playing. His first year was a little rocky. His second and third year were all conference. He was drafted by the Green Bay Packers and was a pivotal player in, in the Super Bowl. His name was Jordy Nelson. And it all stemmed from this fact that he said, yes to a person he trusted and was in a position of authority. And what I see um, in all of you know, the, 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 the movers and shakers that I've experienced in the last you know, six years or so is they have an attitude that says, yes, hmm. yes, 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 I will do this no matter what. I will trust. In some cases, you know, they're trusting someone uh, that, you know, like God or, or someone that they, they hold in esteem, but their attitude is positive. They're, no matter what, they're going to do it, okay? And uh, one of my favorite 
uh, titles for Jesus in the in the in the Bible. You know, we we hear about him being called the the Lion of Judah or, or uh, you know the Alpha and the Omega, but he's often called God's eternal yes. Mm. And so I just think that 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 there's certain people who no matter what they're going to say yes. They're going to make it happen through adversity. I mean, you went through terrible stuff with your 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 mom dying and mm. and and the, all that pain. You could have been mad at the world. You could have said, no, 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 I don't want to, you know, I'm going to have a bad attitude. I'm going to just crumble. You didn't say that. You said, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to make something positive out of this. And to me, that's what's the, that, that's the common, um, the common commonality of all the people who, who make something of their lives because the world is full of a lot of mess and a lot of, a lot of suffering, and a lot of difficulty. And we could just get negative and crumble under that. But, uh, but the people who really, um, really succeed and really do more than everybody else are the people who say, everybody else is saying no, I'm saying yes. And ultimately, in, in, uh, in my cases, I'm saying yes, sir, yes to God, whatever you want me to do. If you want me to be a pastor, great. If you want to move me out of that and I become a podcaster and I become Vaughn the Impaler, that's great. Yes, Lord, you, I, I have a calling, you determine the context. I, I, my, my purpose is never gonna change but God can change my position and I have to, I have to be willing to, to be adaptable to whatever he wants me to do. Always yes. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate your perspective. appreciate our friendship and I appreciate you keeping your faith first, which is an inspiration for me in a world where sometimes that's rejected, that it's okay to be you and to keep that faith first. So thank you for coming and joining thank us. You. And uh, always in great. your corner. I appreciate you. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Burn Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts to get notifications as new episodes release every week. To connect with Ben, follow him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Continued Fight. Until next time, keep attacking one day at a time.